Hello, and welcome to the Black Door Music Arguments. I'm Karsten. I have been Barry. And I am Joshua. You have been Barry? Is this already past tense? You fucked up your intro, you're just going to lean Did into it? Did you freeze? Are you, like, are you okay? He, he's like, he's. it's literally like he's trying to do the math on what he's supposed to say here. If you say, no, I, I'm Barry, I'll cut it back in so you don't sound like a weirdo. I, well, you were doing that weird intro. I was like, I'll use the past tense. That's all it was. But I, did, I was like, okay. I am Karsten. Okay. I'm Karsten. And I, we'll start again. Hi. I'm Karsten. Yeah. And I'm Barry. And I'm Joshua. I'm not cutting a damn thing of that. That all stays. <laughs> it's gold. <laughs> I mean, he has been Barry. I mean, that's literally what we know him as. We know him as Look, Barry. Past I past. got up this morning, and I was Barry all day. Good. You're Barry all day. That's great. So today we're going to talk about the soundtrack, and we're probably going to talk a little bit about the movie, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Great soundtrack. Really fun movie. The whole thing's high adventure. If you're not familiar with it, spoilers abounding right here. It's based off a graphics no- graphic novel where, and the, in the movie... The Scott Pilgrim, the main character, meets a new girl, Ramona, and he is alerted that in order to date Ramona, he will have to fight her evil, her her seven evil exes, and they have huge fight scenes with big name celebrities that probably weren't all big names at the time. Some of them were fairly substantial names, but you know now, like every you know all the exes except for the one. <laughs> and uh, it's fantastic. And the like, fight, it's, it's a really good time. The fight scenes include uh, cutaways like 66 Batman, Thwack, Bang, or mm-hmm. Anime, uh, giant blur swooshes, and, and anime. There's, a video there's game. Some, there's some Tekken references uh, in there. Yeah, video fighting. video game yeah, it's, sounds. It, it's all supposed to be like based off video games. Like that's that's really where it's at. Like, but it, it has like this huge over the top. Yeah everything but what to me stays with me is the soundtrack and the soundtrack is a combination of original music as well as just the soundtrack that's just kind of like a great playlist so with this the lead the, the lead scott pilgrim is in a band called sex bob om <laughs> sex bob om which is a reference to mario it's really great but um so that's their band. So in this, they go to Battle of the Bands and they play a bunch. So there's a bunch of information that's kind of fun as just like backstory for this. Um, Michael Cera, who's the lead, Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. he actually plays bass really well. And so he was supposed to like really try to flop it up a bit so he didn't overshadow the rest of the band that was there. <laughs> because he actually knew what he was doing and they kind of looked like a garage band most of the time. Like... It's yeah. your buddy Steve who has this thing going on in his garage, and that's the big time show, and you know we got to go check it out, and that's that that's part of the story here, but uh, I I want to go ahead and just call it a few things. Sorry, I realize I'm just rambling here, but so with this, there's some really fantastic songs which we'll talk about individually, but a lot of the music is actually done by Beck and working with Beck to create it, and the thing that I really love, which I'm either going to make some friends or some enemies right now, is. The thing I really love about Beck is just Beck, but the thing I really dislike about Beck is too much Beck. And this is like the perfect combination of enough of the Beck sound, but it's not just Beck. It's like if you took Beck and someone said, 
let's tone the Beck down about 40% and bring up that youthful angst right there. That's where it sits. And when I listen to it, I'm like, I just want to listen to more of this. Right. And then I'll go to Beck. I'm like, it's not the same. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, anytime you hear a, like a Beck song covered, it almost sounds better. And that's not an insult to Beck. It's like, he's such a <laughs> no. great songwriter that mm-hmm. people can inject their own feel and, and sound and kind of make the song theirs, which is a great, a great thing about a song. Because some of our favorite songs have been covered by, you know, a bunch of different people and i mean beck's a great performer but when beck's sitting alone in his studio in his house uh and he can just do all the beck all the time and just sit and, and beck mm-hmm. it up and he's got beck dripping from the walls you know there's going to be too much beck on that recording well and, and i will say this in general just for songs and track lists things that I really appreciate are are when you see these collaborations where it's not necessarily the artist doing the singing, but they have some of the other right. stuff or kind of vice versa where I think another one we should talk about at some point is Queen of the Damned and Jonathan Davis's involvement with that from Korn. It's like really interesting dynamics that kind of change the way it feels mm-hmm. and it becomes like its own standalone band that you want to unpack more of, but it doesn't exist, which in many cases is actually what draws you more to it, that whole supply and demand. Right. I love... The performances of these songs that were done that were recorded for this because in many cases there isn't anything else for me to get out of this there if i go to beck i'm getting beck i'm not getting a bunch of the cast doing these things and you don't get all of the performers of michael Cera and allison phil and mark weber and you know of course there's yeah. beck and brent burton but i mean it, it creates such an awesome thing so right. uh although they're the best song I, w- I will say the best song that I enjoyed because of the lyricist lyricism, uh, musicianship of it. So sad. Just so good. Yes, Josh. As you were saying about so sad, essentially what this is, <laughs> is in the movie they go and they see this battle of the bands. And in the battle of the bands, this group does these two like one second long songs that it just gets a lot of taunting and heckling from the crowd. One person in particular, but they have this song that's so sad where they talk this intro up and then they sing the song that is just so sad. And that's the whole song. (laughs) And it's amazing. I love to throw it into random playlists that like my wife will listen to because it will just be like, I don't know, a bunch of glee or something. And right in the middle of it, so sad. And then they go into the song that's actually much more of like a punk rock song. Um, I, I think the ones that I really want to focus on are the songs that are supposed to be done by Sex Bob Om. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of starting with those. Um, so there is the song "We Are Sex Bob Om," right. which is just it's the opening track on the soundtrack. It's really early on in the movie, and it is explosive. It's huge, and it's it just pops right out of the the, the woodwork. You yeah. feel it, and you want to like move. And to me, in many cases takes me back to when I had a younger body and wanted to go and like jump into a pit or like you know really just move and get into the movements and energy of a big crowd that's what I feel in this because it just explodes right out Um, I think that song really highlights kind of like Allison Pill's whole role in the mm -hmm. movie because she is this integral part and every time you look at her you can just feel her uncomfortableness she's 
in this. She's re- she's bought the ticket. She's taken the ride, but she's still just unsettled. And mm-hmm. and I feel that throughout the movie. But her intro to this is just because she just yells it out. You know, we're sex. Shrieks, yeah, yeah, just and because she's the drummer. If you haven't seen the movie, and mm-hmm. they're all just rocking, but she just nails that entry and uh i think that that entry was is like perfect and when you're watching the movie uh you know the whole like video montage type thing because they overlay the 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 action with with these cartoon or digital effects and it's it's really pretty cool and i think that even back to like the mechanics of the song and how it's actually laid out it's literally it draws you in and following on. I believe it's the, it's literally just like catching the beat and then just like riff for fun. Yeah. And it's like, you're hitting just that one, two, three, four. And then like, there's fun right afterwards. And it's like, yeah. it's like a call to action that draws you in, which I'm sure Josh could probably tell me the mechanics of it with by technical names or whatever, but well, like, it's, it's, it it's, just pulls you out of your seat. It's, <laughs> it's almost like a, um, I don't know if you guys know anything about, uh, Bruce Springsteen and how he leads his band. Um, but he has his drummer and whoever's drumming for him uh, for a particular concert or series of concerts. Uh, he starts off with, a, all right, here we go. One, two, three. And the drummer has to figure out really quick what song they're actually going into. And every time uh, <laughs> that that Allison Pill went into that, I was like, that's exactly what <laughs> like uh, everybody in the band for Bruce Springsteen was feeling. Because they're like, well, wait. Oh, okay. We're going into this song. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I feel like I love that song because of the explosiveness. I think that they're, they're, they do, they do what do they have, like three songs, four songs that they do um, that are supposed to be Sex Bob Om, and that's four, um, four songs. We Are Sex Bob Om, Garbage Truck, yep. which I love oh, yes. lyrically, but it's more like, it's more laid back. It would, it would definitely be like a track three on, a, on an album. Right. Like, it's not it's there nothing's bad about it but it's you're already hooked in at this point and the whole lyrics are about like being in a relationship and i'm there to pick up whatever you're going to drop off because i'm your garbage truck like hey i'm here like i'm reliable you know and that's just like such a weird metaphor for (laughs) for what relationships look like (laughs) um and then really the the next one is i'm just kind of looking through the track list threshold to me is the best song on the album beyond any of the other songs like even the other songs that are featured on this threshold is the one that i actually just love and jam to and that, that one's actually one that i believe there's also the um the um there are other versions of it on the extended playlist yep. or the extended album i mean um but in this case i just cannot get enough of threshold and and it's because it 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 kind of feels like this this buildup of energy, and then it just says I'm reaching my threshold. And at every single end of the chorus, where it says, you know, I'm reaching, or you know, my threshold, it just seems to like add more to it. So it's like the I'm gonna break, I can't take any more, and then it just piles more on in terms of energy and sound. And I think that the part that I I feel like. If you if you haven't seen the movie, watch the movie. It's fantastic. It's phenomenal. I watch it with my kids. It's it's so much fun. Um, but I think that then you go back and you listen to the album versions of these songs, and you have like thirty seconds of some of these songs, 
that are actually like three, four minute long songs that Karsten thinks could be longer. <laughs> so, I mean, if you look at my opinion at all, this is not money for nothing. This is good stuff here. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, going through this album, I because I've been listening to it a couple times over and over, and I think it really, for me, it takes a dream in a specific spot, and uh, it takes a it takes a turn at garbage truck, because it starts out with Sex of a Bomb, which, which uh, is kind of like introducing, but it's like really lo-fi, really garage band, and then mm-hmm. you got some other kind of like, you know, songs that, kind of fit kind of don't but then garbage truck really you know coming the first song after sex bomb on the album that's written by beck um and then you get uh teenage dream by t-rex and honestly i was like listen i was like who did this and i was like t-rex and okay i don't know if you know anything about t-rex but they were big in the 70s so i looked up this song was out of like 1974 and it's almost like the the feeling of this whole movie comes out of teenage dream because everything else comes after it except for maybe under my thumb but we can talk about that later but teenage dream kind of sound you know has that that uh garage band sound and but it's it's a little more polished than some of the stuff garbage trucks obviously a well-written song and and perform well but it's like oh my god that to me that t-rex it's kind of like did we just find what Beck was basing the feel of his music on? I don't know. That's how that's how I felt. I don't know what you think. Mm-hmm. That's who yeah, he co-wrote I, I the Beckshnery like... with. The Beckshnery. Um, no, but I, th- I think that I, I I would agree, and I think that as you kind of continue on with with a lot of these, there there are other other songs that are are performed here by other artists. Yeah. Um, but I feel like again, as you kind of keep going through, I'm just going to list off a couple of the other ones we have. Um. We have uh, "It's Getting Boring by the Sea," yeah. which is pretty. It's it's fun, but I will say I think that the clip in, I I I enjoy listening to it more because of its affiliation with Scott Pilgrim than I do as a standalone track. And that's nothing against it. I just think that it it's mixed in and it kind of changes the way you view it. Uh, I don't think we've talked at all about. Then there's um, "Black Sheep," and then there's "Threshold," which I mentioned. That's mm-hmm. original. "Anthems of a Seventeen-Year-Old Girl." Um, then under my thumb by the Rolling Stones, which is one of those that like I had heard it before and it was always kind of like a song that I was like, okay, this is fine, whatever. And then in the context of the song, it really shaped like your musical seeing it, you know, your visuals for it. And it just kind of changed the way I thought about it. Now I actually really appreciate the song where beforehand it was just like, oh good. It's the Rolling Stones being the Rolling Stones. Nifty. I I think when I saw it in the movie, cause I, I've been aware of Under My Thumb. I know the song. I kind of know some of the story behind it. But when when they play it, it's at a time when Ramona's with oh I forget what what his name um, the uh, Jason Schwartzman yeah Jason Schwartzman's is, character who is a, kind of like an, a a music producer like the guy with the money the guy with yeah, all the power the and G. one of the evil exes and um, he's in his limo taking the girl and they're playing. Uh, Under My Thumb, which is a huge, mega mainstream song. And I used to be like, why is this in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? And I'm like, they put this in to say, you know, to add to the, this guy is just big money music production, uh, you know, 
part of the regular society, not the counterculture garage band scene that these guys are part of. He is at a different level, mm -hmm. and that's why they put it in there. That's my take on it anyway. Yeah. I, I thought it was also um, because he's the bad guy. and Well, yeah. Which is that, I mean, it makes sense. It's more of just like, I think that what, really what you were getting at is like, a lot of these songs don't seem as like top 40. And then right. this one has this, not necessarily top 40, but it's very oh, obviously it's, like. Yeah, but this is definitely top 40. Like, Right. But, okay, yeah. I, yes, I agree. I think more of like, in terms of the context of this, right. I don't know that any of these were released necessarily to go that route, but like. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's. Yeah. I think we agree. Yes. Yes, we do. I just can't talk. <laughs> so I'm just going to talk about Ramona, which is a fucking awesome song. And I love can't it. Can't wait to hear the end and of it. And if you can say the name Ramona, you know every single lyric to the song. Well, that's not true. In in the in in the in the movie. In the movie he sings the song that just has the lyrics Ramona to Ramona and she ends it with I can't wait to hear it when it's finished. And he's just like, "Duh." <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. There is actually a longer version of it that actually has a lot more to it. But I honestly think that in many cases, all the rest of it is just like stuff to fill until you sing Ramona again. Um, and I can I can really appreciate that. Uh, then they have the last Sex by Mom song, uh, Summertime. And then they have an 8-bit version of Threshold, the previous one, which is just, it's a video game movie. It's fantastic. It's great. Um, and then if you're listening to the deluxe tracks, there's Beck versions of a number of the songs, Garbage Truck Threshold, Summertime. Yep. And I would actually say that they're, they are, they're 100% Beck versus the 60% Beck, which <laughs> the rest of them are. Beck is just dripping off um, of them. Beck is just dripping off of them. And then there's apparently expanded additional tracks and other things that are just more demos and stuff. Um, yeah, but there, there are, there are a lot of people involved in this movie as well. I mean, go go check it out. I'm not going to read them all, but yeah. Um, it, it's just really good. I think that the, I will say, calling it out as we haven't named some, Anna Kendrick is in here. She doesn't sing. Oh, is she? Oh, Chris right, Evans yeah. is in here. He doesn't sing. Bill Hader's in there. Brandon Roth. <laughs> Bill Hader's. Brandon Roth. Uh, I mean, like. He, he kind of sings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he plays, he supposedly plays bass. Uh, Jason Schwartzman, we already called out. And then it's like, those are the people that hit like the top billing. And then you go through and you're like, oh yeah, here's the starring list. Brie Larson isn't on that list. Yep. Like there's there's a bunch of other people in this movie that you're like, wait, you don't have Brie Larson built? No, she's like the ultimate, she's like the love triangle. But yeah, no, she's <laughs> she's not listed on here. This movie's crazy. Check it out. The soundtrack is awesome. Um, I can't, I can't. I don't even know. Like it, it, it brings you in and it takes you back to, for me, like a different time in my life. And I just want to exploit that in the form of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. It just nods like, well, yeah, I yeah. think that summarizes it. So that's correct. If we don't have anything else. You, you've reached the correct, uh, correct. And, uh, <laughs> uh, discussion. This would be the climax Perfect. of the conversation. Yes. I think we've done it. So with that, Bonus, 50, uh, definitely check it out. Uh, bonus points, yeah. Congratulations, you've leveled up. Uh, and uh, for this week, I have been Karsten. And I've been Barry. And I've been Joshua. Thank you for sharing your time with us. 
If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, baby it's, it's cold, cold outside. outside.